Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm Ryan. I'm Ryan. I'm David yeah. Brown <laughs> here with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Sam Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. Welcome back, guys. How's it going? It, well, it do be. It's been a quiet week. Um, not much, you know. Yeah, nothing to talk about. Beach volleyball starting. <laughs> number, 12, look, number 12, number look. one. Look, I, I get we were trying to make a joke here, but beach volleyball is where it's at. All right. Let's not yeah, let's not track them into this. <laughs> we are a beach volleyball school. I know. <laughs> we should I told, some, some, to... I told some rando that the other day. They were like, um, so if like you said your school was like really good at one sport, what would it be? And I was like, Beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. And they were like, Oh, tell me more about that. And I was like, There's not really a lot to say. We're good at it. <laughs> like I don't know anything about beach volleyball. You've you've heard all the information that I have. Yeah, we play it and it. we win more often than we don't. Outside of also, uh, outside of touchdown flags, we should start a separate NAL just for beach volleyball to give them all the money in the world, so we're the number one team and not the number twelve. Ooh, ooh. I don't know how, how much money do you need for beach volleyball? <laughs> I don't like know. Money how how much world, does it cost David, to be number? It. You heard them. Look, how much does it cost to be number one? I, I tell you exactly how much more than I have. All right. In beach volleyball, it might be like tree fifty. Tree fifty. <sighs> yeah. No. Uh, so it starts this week. We'll have something to look forward to each week now. Tampa <laughs> Invitational. I actually, I actually wrote stuff down about it. So. Nah, we're still gonna look forward to other sports that we might not be as good in. Um, you know who? Uh, you know who? Uh, beach volleyball is playing this weekend. And uh, the Tampa Invitational, South Carolina, South Carolina. <laughs> Look, that was a guess too. I just knew. I just knew based on how you asked. I just said Stetson because there's a chance of it. Are we playing uh, in, no. in Columbia? No, it's it's in Tampa. That's why I call it the Tampa Invitational. Uh, well, I didn't hear that part. I wasn't listening to that part. Of not. I stopped of listening not. to you after I know the answer. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on with South Carolina other than beach volleyball? I heard they got a new tight ends coach. Well, definitely not much necessary. How much are they paying that tight ends coach? Uh, about what we pay our head coach. Pretty penny. Paid. Paid. I don't even know how to start this. So, Coach Elliott, former coach, just Sean. He's just Sean now. He's not even coach. He's just, just Sean. Sean. Just Sean. Yeah. Just, just Sean. So found out was it on Friday when it announced? I, I actually had to find it out from the stupid Lafayette fans. I got the, a message from our buddy Jerry. Uh, really? He sent me the the news Ugh. that uh, uh, Sean was dipping out, headed back home to Columbia. I guess actually not really headed back home. I'm sure he's already there. Yeah, well, yeah, he, no, he but, didn't, yeah, he didn't have to move. That was the thing. Yeah, he was ceasing his commute to Atlanta. So what was like initial reactions that you guys had? Wow. This is weird. Why is this happening right this second? We're in spring practice. Oh my god, how's the team gonna react? A spring weird timing, practice but good riddance early. Well, but you know what? Did. Yeah, the spring practice being super early, we're one of the only teams doing it super early for Coach Elliott, so he can go on vacation. I think that's what it sounds like. So good. maximize that, maximize that uh, late time in early spring. You know, he, he always goes to the keys too. Oh, does so he? I, yeah. I have been sold on the argument that that's not the end of the world. Um, the the reason that I'm frustrated by by that fact is that um, it was scheduled early for him, which which again is fine. I, I'm all for work life balance. You guys know I've defended that man for a long time about uh, living up there and and commuting here and whatnot, but um. I, you know, like, like moving it up and then, and then canceling it because he's quitting. Like, what are you doing, dude? We were, we were being ultimately flexible for you. Like it's, it's, it's rather silly how flexible we were being for you. And then you just like roll out in the middle of it. What, what, what is that? We would have a spring practice without you because we love you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing is my, my first reaction was like, how, well, yeah, same thing as you, Tim. Like, wow. Like what the hell is going on here? Uh, and then I, you know, then I was pissed off at him. Still am. Uh, then I was trying to like, well, you know, you know, I get it. I, I get where he's coming from. You know, the, the part about family, put it prioritizing family above everything else, which, you know, uh, as a father, absolutely. Uh, but then also as a father, you are supposed to teach your kids a bunch of values. 
uh, loyalty, responsibility, respect, stuff like that, which made me just even more pissed off at him. But then I kind of started, you know, as the days have gone by, you know, we wanted to do like a, a rapid reaction, like post that. But I think it's kind of good that we had a few days to sit and mull it and read some stuff and talk to each other about it and talk to the, the Patreon group and read what's on social media and stuff. And I think what I came out is I'm pissed off at Charlie Cobb more than I am anything else at all because he allowed this to happen. There's no way he didn't know. Right. Well, of course he did. Look, look at what's been going on. Uh, Sean's family never moved down here. Everybody knows that. That's not new information. We all right. knew he, his family never moved down I've, here. I've yeah. defended that on this podcast <laughs> many a time. That is what you it have. is. But, you know, then, then he doesn't allow, I'm sorry, his coaches were leaving by three or four o'clock by his direction, uh, even during game weeks. Uh, he was not doing any in-house uh, meeting of any kind of recruits, never going to any schools. He let the, the staff handle, which I'm all about delegating responsibility, but you're supposed to be that closer, <laughs> that guy that goes in there and seals the deal. Right. He wasn't doing that. He was finding more and more ways to spend as much time in Columbia as he wants. Again, as a family guy, I get it. You want to spend time with your family. This is not the job. This is the job everyone talks about where you sacrifice that family time to to achieve your career. Can I add a little just to the the recruiting part? They literally limit the amount of contact that a head coach can have because they should be wanting to have much more contact than is allowed. That's all. Right. So we're going all night. I I don't mean to like jump on your thing, but you you were doing well, and I wanted to add a little. Well, I remember uh, Mark Rick uh, doing the stupid Ford or Dodge or Chevy commercials, whatever, and Ford, yeah. talking about how when he's on the road, he needed to have access to his phone with his CarPlay crap. So if a, if a kid had called him while doing that little small window, he was able to respond and everything. Uh, I don't know if any of these guys even had Coach Elliott's phone number. And now, before I go on, it looks like the players, so many players – including like, you know, Dan, who went on to be a coach and employee of his, nothing but good stuff to say about him. I saw no players that played for him say anything negative about this decision. But uh, with with Cobb, Sean was finding every way he could to spend less and less time in Atlanta and more and more time at home. He was pulling in 800000 plus, a huge salary. And what is the new term they have for the the Zillennials or the Generation Z, whatever, is that quiet quitting type thing? Yeah. I think Sean Elliott, quiet quit Georgia state in Atlanta. He was doing the absolute bare minimum to draw that huge paycheck until he could find a job back in Columbia. Again, he made some kind of comment in uh, his statement or an interview or something about how he knew that he, he knows he, um, uh, is a hard decision for him professionally, but it was a right decision for him personally. He knows he screwed himself. Like what, what program outside of Columbia is going to take coach Elliott now? He's definitely not going to be a head coach. Not for, I mean, if he's a head coach again, it's going to be after a long time of starting back at the bottom and building his way back up. Maybe, maybe AC Flora will hire him as a special assistant or some crap like that. But I mean, this is Cobb's fault. This is all Cobb's fault for allowing it to happen, permitting it to happen. You signed that extension in 22 or whatever it was. And whatever the, the quiet extension was that we still don't really know the details about, right? Is I that mean, real? There's a secret extension that happened. There were rumors that there was uh, something that was signed last year, but you know, as, as of this point, I don't think anything's been made public. So, if we get past July first and we still don't know about it, then I guess it never happened because that should be all public information. That we I mean, I think as far as the contract goes, the only thing we know right now was one thing that's been reported is that South Carolina is throwing 150k our way as part of the the buyout. So I, I don't know what. Yeah, else, you made what, a. What else is part well, of that so the South Carolina is paying 150k for, for the privilege was, of hiring them. So apparently the buyout for Coach Elliott was different than if we were to get rid of him. So it was like a, we were always talking about it's a million and a half dollars for us to get rid of him. Right. Apparently it's right. like three hundred thousand dollars if he left voluntarily because well, you don't I mean, want to put and, and, and honestly the financial ability of a of a major public university versus you know the, this dude. Is, is going to be different. I mean, even though he gets paid a lot already, but like, it's going to be, that makes sense. Could you well, imagine you also like did. the, the shit, if the contract that no one knows about last year has some kind of weird, like buyout clause stipulation and he's gone the next year, that'd be, 
Yeah, they reduced the like it went the, down from the fan what, base would just go livid because then it's all Cobb at that point. Yeah, well, you know, well, so no apparently that, it was like thing stays private. If it exists, it's going to get public at some point. So right, three hundred dollars. I'm here. Three hundred. Three hundred thousand dollars. I'm hearing it was three hundred thousand dollars was the buyout. And uh, you know, there was that one article that we saw that we posted in the group chat, Ryan. That's where you said it sounds like somebody else was paying something else. Another, I saw another article that said South Carolina will aid his buyout at $150,000. I don't know if the other 150 is coming from boosters, if it's coming from Coach Elliott himself. Uh, I don't know what it is, but man, it, uh, it really puts Georgia State in a weird position. Spring practice has started. People that have been moving around are around. Moved. Now you're starting from scratch all over again. How confident are you that we'll find somebody of, of quality that can come in at this point? Because who... who how much are you going to trust somebody that ups and leaves their program once the season started that season, but the off season started. If you give early reactions, like even if Elliot was still here next year, I don't know. Uh, our recruiting wasn't spectacular. I know stars don't matter, but next year was looking kind of scary again. Uh, like this year did. And it turned out, well, I guess you could say, okay. So I wasn't super positive going into next year. And then when you remove coach Elliot, it's like, Oh, next year's gonna be weird. I mean, the kids getting the 30-day window to transfer out, right? And then the portal's opening back up in April. Ah, cross your fingers. Hopefully, you get a coach in before any of that can take place. I'm assuming we'll have one in like the next two weeks, right? Uh, I mean, according to Ben, it's gonna be in the next week. So good. Interviews going um, on. I'm hearing. I'm hearing that they are. They're looking all over the place, but there's a group that uh, is really pushing for a successful FCS head coach to come in, somebody with uh, head coaching experience versus having a, a coordinator from somewhere else come in. I'm yeah, also hearing... I, think, I think an FCS head coach would be rad. I, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I think that's the less big splash, but like having head coach experience at, a, at the bottom level um, and having to like be a little bit scrappy and stuff like yeah. that makes sense to me. I'm, I'm cool with that rather than somebody who's had it a little easier. Right. So like, I'm a big fan of Brian McClendon who's, you know, that's, that's the top name going around. Um, but you know, people are like, Oh, his wide receivers are pretty good. I'm like, yeah, well, when you recruit nothing but five-star wide receivers, they're going to be pretty good. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, there's not six, a whole lot six, you can do. There's not a lot. Six figure salaries, right? And you got a five-star you got a yeah. five-star quarterback throwing to him as well. Right. You know? It's like, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. His wide receivers were pretty good, but guess what? They were pretty good before they got here. So, um, you know, who I knows? But, yeah. But then he gets, uh, McClendon has an offer or has accepted a job at, uh, with the Bucks, which is a million, million plus a year right now. We were paying uh, Coach Elliott at 800 something thousand. He made 800 something thousand last year. It was like year. 10, 8, 11, something like that. But yeah. There's no way that Charlie Cobb's going to come off that. I mean, there's no way he's paying. There's no way he's paying a new coach the same thing that Elliot was getting paid. I think he's got to come up. He's got to come up a little bit. I mean, there's there's no. Well, I, he should come up, but I don't think he will. I think he's going to go bottom barrel, and he's going to try to get a discount on a coach. He's not going to want to pay. He's he's not going to want to have the highest paid coach in the G five at all. Well, I don't I don't care if you want the highest paid, but like that that's how turnover works. Like you you know the the market has changed since you hired Coach Elliot, and and inflation has happened and. Like the economy is different. Like you, you, you got to come up. It's like changing jobs, right? You, the only way to get like a, a 10% or more raise is to change jobs. <laughs> I mean, it's the same type of thing. I mean, I can, I can see the strategy we're taking, right? Or, it's do more with less, right? Find a head coach from FCS, pay him less, incentivize him with bonuses and base pay increases year over year based on results on the field. We're probably in a tough spot, honestly. Like just, Fan support, obviously, it's limited, right? And Cobb's probably, I'm with David, Cobb's probably going to not want to pay the top of the Sun Belt. He's going to want to be in the middle of the pack or mid to low and incentivize whoever comes in to to, to exceed and excel and then then pay him out. Yeah, but Cobb's also the kind of guy that if uh, he does hire a successful coach that comes in here and gets a lot of attention as a, a character, he's going to want the guy out of here. He doesn't, he doesn't want the attention on somebody else, a la Coach Hunter. But uh, Cobb doesn't get very much attention. What most of us like can't tell the difference between Elliot and Cobb anyway. So, <laughs> oh, Cobb, Cobb's a little, uh, little taller, I think. Just a little. Probably bit, a bigger but, waist, yeah. <laughs> Cobb's a little, a little taller. A bigger waist yeah. size. Bigger waist yeah. size. Yeah. 
Both of them still I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I I like Elliot. I don't like what he did. So I like so, Cobb. Yeah, so I don't we'll, necessarily we'll like the way that the the program is being run. Well, let's talk about what he did as far as you know, not about the leaving part, but as far as him as a coach at Georgia State. So we we've, we've only had three, and I think that it's really easy to say that Coach Elliot has been the best coach we've had. Easily, but, yeah. But the best coach we have has, has a losing record. Yeah, the bar is not not incredibly high. We have multiple zero win seasons. So almost, no, we have one zero win season, one a couple multiple one win seasons. Well, we didn't have any zero win seasons under Elliot. Not no. under him, but I'm saying the bar is not exactly set right. super high for, as far as being the best coach in our history. Yeah, like, I think you know, I think he has he combined for the same number of wins in his seven years that Trent and. Curry had together or something like that. Some yeah. are, are they super close. And then, so but they, but they, you could say our best days are ahead of us then, right? I mean, <laughs> if they're not, if, if, if they're not, if they're not, holy, <laughs> look, we've already been through those days. We can't go back to those days. Like, I don't want to see us regress, you know, like trying to think of basketball, right? I mean, I know we'll get to it in a minute, but we had a great coach. Then we had a really bad coach that took us backwards. And then we had Hunter pulled us sky high. I mean, sky high. And then Lanier kept us mostly sky high. And then right now, we Hayes, were. I don't know. So, I mean, like, think about football. I don't want to go yeah. back down. Do you? Jeez. I can't no, take no, that no. abuse again. We no, can always can. be ULM. So, you know, there's there's definitely down. I thought about that. Yeah. You mean the team that's beaten us uh, the past two times we played them? Uh, yeah, but but the body of work is different than that. Didn't they just get a um, a four star recruit to their uh, or five 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 star? They got some absurd guy. Stars don't matter, right, Ryan? Say stars don't matter. It depends. It depends. Oh, five, no. five star five stars do matter. Five stars do matter. <laughs> they're they're real. It depends. I'll tell you they what. The difference between a two star and a three star, I'll I'll argue about uh, that 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 doesn't matter as much uh, all day. But uh, you can get a five star in your program. He's going to be an impact player um, immediately. So what I find interesting is talking about Coach Elliott's and his time here. He made this program at least one that people at the beginning of the season they would always the preseason rankings would put us down at the bottom of the East or bottom of the conference overall, but as you led up to that game week, teams would be saying, you never you never know about Drew State. They always can kind of pull something out. We don't know. So that they may not thought very highly of us, but when it came time to actually play, they're like, you, you never know about this team. He he created that uncertainty from the fan base to <laughs> hell, uncertainty from our fan base about what the hell is going on with the program. Yeah, who's but, gonna show up? Who knows? <clears throat> but, but you know, so he did all this because we we have the Tennessee win. We have the the South Carolina that should have been a win. The Auburn we started this. I'll, I'll, I was thinking Auburn. Auburn's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. uh, but then, uh, then we start the season six and one. For all the good he did, for effectively mailing in a job, you know, he could never get over that hump. Just to think, what if we had somebody like Coach Elliott that actually dedicated himself to the job, who put in twelve-hour days, made his coaches put in twelve-hour days, studied the film, studied the opposing teams, did the recruiting, was out there on the road. If we had somebody that just did a hundred percent of their job. Whereas he was doing what I don't know, 80, 70, 60 percent of his job. Mm-hmm. What we could have, what Georgia State could have accomplished in this exact same time period that he did not get us at. So that's that's what's so incredibly frustrating mm-hmm. by the people who about the people who are defending him, saying that he has brought us higher than we've ever been. Blah blah blah. I'm like, well, imagine what we could have been had somebody been putting their heart and soul into it, because uh, clearly he wasn't. Right? I mean, like I I was I've been wrong, and and that. The heart and soul has not been there, and um, you know it's a holdover. It feels it feels like to me, right? Yeah, that's not my, the, what I'm yeah. looking at. Yeah, at the end of the day, he was not fully invested. He just wasn't. Like I, I know you defended him, Ryan, for living in South Carolina and doing a commute. He was just waiting on I mean, that job, though. That's you know? just that's just brutal. First of all, the commute sucks. For, forget it. I mean, he, it's not like he had a PJ or something. He'd fly back and forth. He was driving a car back and forth three hours plus. PJ Is that like the is PJ private like the, the in uh, slang? Is that is that it what is y'all slang. private yeah. jet owners yeah. uh, say? PJ? It's not a BJ. It's a PJ. Oh, you gotta ask. <laughs> I bought so, a BJ on a PJ. But yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like he's, just, he's, he's not fully invested yeah, and should. 
I, I gotta imagine that commute just wore him down over time. Like, oh come on, Tim! That's the same commute people make in Atlanta all the time. People that work in coming and or live in coming and work in Atlanta, they drive three hours every single day. And I'm not gonna feel bad for him. He worked here for years and years and years now. I know. You know, move here if it's that's, that hard. That's what I want. I want here. someone fully invested. I want our next coach coach to live in Atlanta or hell you can live in coming and come down here and drive down and back and forth and make it almost the same commute as Elliot. But I want someone that's in the area. I don't want someone that doesn't live here. Yeah. They're not, they're not invested. That's that it. is another thing. The defenders are saying though, is like, Oh, the commute was really difficult. It's like, well, you didn't have to do it. We paid him $815,000 a year. He could have bought a house here and moved his family down like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody else invested has. in his job. Every other coach moves. The only, right. the yeah, only coach, make, I mean, yeah, I mean, the only coach I know that did not live, whose family did not live in the town in which he coached, and I'm sure there, there, there's more, but the only one I know of is that uh, dipshit from the Saints, um, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. After uh, after a few years, his family realized how crappy a, of a shithole New Orleans is, and they moved to Houston because you know that's better. When Houston's better than it where you better. live, come on now. Ooh. Yeah, but when, when Houston's better than where you live, you know you live in a shithole. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Sean Payton, which is the most vile creature on earth, uh, was the only person I know that's family did not live in the same city in which he coached. So that's the company that Sean Elliott's keeping. Oh, yeah. yikes! What? Oh, I know that that he's keeping oh. company with Sean Payton. I mean, like coming from David, yeah. that's uh, not high praise. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. And, and I think if you take a step back to Sean, the- Sean thing. It's a Sean. Yeah. <laughs> if you take a step back and you look at like this, the warning signs, right? Like didn't show up for that spring practice that all the fans were invited to. Like what head coach does that in all of FBS ever? None right. of them. Except that for was us. Nuts. I agree. That was incredible. That was just crazy. Absolute warning sign. Moving, moving the spring practice and the spring game to maximize his vacation time. Like, I would warning, do that. Warning sign. Uh, That's why I don't sign. care. Yeah. I would I would make that move. You could, but like it just shows you how not invested in a Georgia State he was. And then I don't know. I mean, I, wait, I, what are you trying to say? I'm not invested in Georgia State. What are you I, trying to say? Yes, Damn. exactly that. <laughs> I sent y'all a text that morning, uh, nicely saying goodbye, Coach Elliott. And I think David, you're like, whoa. I was like, Yeah, yeah. I'm already there. Yeah. I'm not hey, happy. Don't about let the door this. hit you. No. Hey, I wish you all no. the best. So that is that's that's the good news, right? So everybody here has said it's past time that he he's gonna go. See we knew he wasn't gonna get right. fired, and yeah, yeah, he quit in like a bad way. Um, and and I'm not gonna give him credit for the way that he quit or for quitting, yeah. but you know the program might end up better off because of it. It's yeah, just, we have he didn't life. plan on that. He didn't give a shit. But it's just the it's the most Georgia State thing ever. All right, we want to get rid of our head coach. We can't afford to pay him, or, or we refuse to pay him to leave. We won't fire him. <laughs> we, we, we're not, yeah, we're not going to fire him. So he makes the, the the decision for us and leaves during the middle of spring practice, or once spring practice has started. Just the his, just the worst timing. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't just be. You can't be our listeners because I don't think we've said this yet. They did postpone spring practice, and we are only out like two practices, I think. And so, whatever coach comes back in, once they schedule it, we'll have most spring practice minus like yeah. the two days that I think they we already did. Too. To I don't do, know if the there's waivers... a certain number of days they're allowed to do. So yeah. they'll have like minus the days they've already done, but they will have most of spring practice to install whatever kind of whatever they want to do. I don't even know if that's true, Ryan, because like Tim was saying, there's a waiver that has been uh, processed from, from the NCAA they've granted. And I don't know exactly what it granted, but it's either an extension for the time frame to do the spring practice or they can get those days back or something. But there's been something that NCAA has granted to Georgia State. For oh, okay, so we practice. might even have those two days we, back is what you're saying? Yeah, we got we got basically the oh shit waiver. All right. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> cool. All right. I mean, either Which way, the it's fastest, not the end of the world. Like, like people are saying, like, "Oh, we lost our spring practice. We didn't lose our spring practice." Like, that's 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 overstating the problem. You know, the the problem is big enough that we don't have to make up stuff like that. So, and, and it's and the fastest you know, NCAA, even better. We get those two days back if we do. Yeah, it's the fastest the NCAA has ever acted on a waiver. I know. <laughs> I was like, damn, why can't you do this for everything else? They had nothing else going on. Everybody yeah. else is done. There's there's no other, no other waivers in the in the inbox. They don't, they're, all, the, 
we're well, lucky just, to actually yeah. saw the thing. There's probably some intern that is like his job is to check the inbox every uh, every day. And after January, he's like, ah, I won't see anything here for the next couple of months. Oh, look, they're they're all the NSA watching the news. Like, oh man, that sucks. Oof, poor Georgia State. And then they get an email. Oh, I guess they want something. You know? Yeah. I, Danny Danny made a comment uh, that I want to talk about. Uh, Coach Elliott, never, Sean. Never moved his kids uh, when they were younger. If he was committed, he would have done that. Exactly. You know, when I first found out that he wasn't moving his family down here, I'm like, "How good do you think you're going to be at your job? You're not willing to move. You know, at least the next three years you're going to be here. You don't think you can survive three years in Atlanta or at Georgia State as a head coach? Why aren't you moving your family down? That's the commitment was never there. I, I don't. I don't know if he thought. Well, yeah, and they're he, like, "Oh, he wants to watch his kid play football." I'm like, "Well, he had an opportunity to move him down here and like play football here." Also. Georgia high school football is well known to be way better than South Carolina high school football. So, like, if you really want them to come compete, you you, you bring them down here. You bring them to Buford or, uh, you know, one of the other schools up there in the 5A. Sure. Like, the only thing that I can think is uh, he was expecting to come in for three years, blow the socks off of everybody, win some games, and head coach up there. You get get a coach, go get a job somewhere else, a, a P five job or a job paying him a lot more somewhere that uh, be worth moving the family out there or something like that. But uh, no, you can't even beat Tennessee State when we open up uh, the Georgia State Stadium for the very first time. That's the kind of coach you are. That was one of the lowlights and starting here. Yeah, I mean, we should we should have cut ties right then. We should have cut ties right then. Bye yo. <laughs> Done. Done. I mean, do you think there's some kind of just like he just got tired of. Like he just started doing the bare minimum because he just knew he wasn't going to excel, wasn't going to get out. Just I why, feel like I put he, in the effort. I'm, I've been he here was for always s- looking for the position up there. He wanted to be yep. in Columbia. He wasn't going to leave Columbia. He wasn't going to go anywhere else. He was always looking for something. That's why he's taking a demotion to go to Columbia right now because his heart was never here. His heart was always there. Yeah. And, and I think the conversation between him and Cobb had been had. He's like, hey, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to win you six games a season. And um, as soon as a job comes available in Columbia, I'm I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. I think I look better in maroon. It matches my natural face color when I'm yelling at a ref. That's what I mostly <laughs> wear anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another. This is one of the things that annoys the hell out of me. And it's so insignificant and it should not bother me as much. But I expect my head coaches when they go out and they do you know the, the Sunbelt media days or the press conferences, whatever they do. Every you know, day. If you're wearing a suit, put on a red tie. I'm sorry, a blue tie. Um, if you're put, put a Georgia State lapel pin on some represent the school show that you're you're actually but no you, you seem out there wearing other crap I'm like what the hell so just wear the brand right like yeah you, you, always you should just have every Panther thing known to man to wear dress shirts ties well, wait they, he gets given all kinds of stuff oh yeah I mean, well but how many times did he come out to um the uh the spring tours or to other events where he's he was he was just present there. And he was just wearing like an Under Armour shirt or a, just a regular polo or some crap that didn't was not Georgia State branded. Yeah. Hell, the three of us wear more Georgia State stuff in a given week than a guy that works at Georgia State. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. No, I mean, like I'll I'll, I'll dig through my uh, my laundry, and if I don't have um, clean clean Georgia State stuff to wear for like this or for something, I just wear dirty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, absolutely. I, I mean, it's what it is. You know, like, look, eh, and I, I'm like, oh, there's right. no stains on that one. No one will know. How will they know? They can't. You think that I'm all We don't have smell of vision yet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but if we did. Ooh. Uh, so in the meanwhile, we have an interim head coach, Mike Seriano. Yeah. Ster- cocaine, and cocaine bear. Iron, cocaine bear. Iron, <laughs> cocaine bear. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, and, and we got made fun of a little bit for it. I don't know why anyone would make fun of it. Um, just because it's never happened doesn't mean it's not uh, something that's that's good. He's great. I, I mean, like, yeah. like really? Uh, as, uh, what is an interim head coach going to do right now anyway? Lift weights. That's right. And what's he do? Lift weights. And? They're going to lift weights. Uh, no, I do cocaine. Oh, but... and do cocaine. <laughs> and steroids. Yeah, steroids, yeah. cocaine. Well, and all kinds of whatever whatever fun drugs you got. I mean, like, obviously, he's on there. but He's got them. 
Yeah, I look, was getting look, a little we don't know. We don't, look, I, I want to make this clear. We actually have no clue whether he, or not that's true or not. He's just it's high a funny life. thing because the high guy has life. a ton of energy. And um, I, you know, I just don't want I don't want anybody coming out here being like, oh, you, you guys are slandering him or something like that. He's just that being no, said, I've got he's actually on cocaine. Him. I, I, I have <laughs> doing I have evidence of John Voigt in, injecting steroids and uh, and cocaine directly into the knee of uh, the players. No, it's SNC strength and conditioning, SNC steroids and cocaine. I think everyone knows that's what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> he's just super energetic. right. He's just super energetic. He's high, high in life, yeah. and he transmits that to the kids through non-drugs. What what I think, though, is it's so telling about what we think about the uh, rest of the staff, right? We didn't even, like, not we, but the athletic department, Charlie Cobb, did not think highly enough of anybody else on staff that he dipped down to strength and conditioning. And I say dip down only, not not because it's not, like, you know, equal level, but only because that is not traditionally the coach that you would pull up to be an interim head coach. It's weird. So I got two thoughts on this. Uh, one is uh, the um, typically you'd go with your offensive coordinator or your defensive coordinator, those, or it, it, unless there was already a, a named co-head coach or whatever they, co- whatever, sure. whatever they call the whole thing. Uh, but you know, in this case, also, when a coach leaves, especially as abruptly as this was at the point, time it was, those are also the guys you're considering for the head coaching job just to promote from within. Mm-mm. And by going with the strength and conditioning coach, he's telling cops, telling both uh, McKnight and Staggs, you know, not no one of you has an upper hand on the other. I want to be making my decision level headed. You guys both have the same That's opportunity. Fair. So, you know, all we can do right now is work the guys out, get them stronger, let, let, let Mike do that, and then we'll do the interview process, and you guys are on the same playing field. Also, uh, you're not getting the job. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Crossing my know, fingers. I mean. Like, you know, normally when a new head coach comes in, you they bring in their own staff. This is a little bit different because mm-hmm. so late in the game, Hoover comes in, I don't know if they're going to – clean house if they'll be able to find a whole new staff or they're going to work with who they got for this one season and then figure it out but either way when a new head coach comes in the existing coordinators assistants see that the writing is on the wall their job could very much be gone and why make one of them interim when they may leave during that interim time period and make this system look even worse like well i mean they've got to be like scrambling right now the 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 assistants that's the piece that gets a little bit lost in all this is is there's not a lot of spaces. There's not a lot of openings for, for them. And so they're probably scrambling too, which might have, like you're saying, be the other reason to make the strength and conditioning coach the head coach. So they have right. time to just do the, do their thing. Scramble. Right. You guys you guys need need new jobs. Go go work on that instead of being head coach. Can, yep. I'm just thinking back to like Elliot, you know, interviewing Stags. He's like, Hey, look, can you know you can be my DC. Um, play some defense. Don't play some defense. Make it look like we're playing defense at times. Good enough. He's like, <laughs> hell yeah, and I'll, I'll and I'll pay you for it. I liked our defense. I thought our defense was it, pretty good. This it season. was better this season than the last few. You only have to play half the season. Fuquay was. Woo. You only have to play half the season. You play the, the last six games. <laughs> Fashion. We were we were the definition of season. don't break, and then every now and again, rarely we broke. We did broke. we did break. We did not bend. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's all thing like you know, it doesn't matter how many yards you give up if you're not giving up the points. Yeah, so it is kind of funny um, with the whole "so what now what" tagline. That was my that was my tweet. Fell off about a it. cliff. It's just like so what now what yeah. So yeah, what yeah, now those, what? Uh, those those whatever shirts they have left of those are probably going to be on the. Uh, Bargain base, you can, you can get one for only twenty five dollars now instead of forty five. Yeah, I never understood Steel. it until he quit, and then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so what? All right." Yeah, the now what was I'm leaving for Columbia, and uh, you well, know what? No, no, he quit. So what? Now what? And Columbia is a shithole too. What do, What yeah. do you think is going through the players' minds right now? Do you think they're like, well, "Let's stay put. Let's see what happens." I mean, they don't really have a whole lot of options unless someone is on our team that's. A standout that other teams have been eyeing. Now they're fresh meat, essentially, to go poach. I mean, how, I much, how, how many of them actually know him? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, so you know, they they get the opportunity to go. To, they have thirty days to go into the portal, uh, and 
uh, to my knowledge, nobody has declared yet. I think that's smart on their behalf. They should see who's going to come in, their style of play, what kind of opportunities they're going to have, which may mean that Cobb just delays the hiring for 30 days so that um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all. But I mean, that, that would be that's Probably what I'm going to be looking at. Absolutely right. This is an ASAP hire. It's going to be in the next. Of course week. it is. It'll, it'll be if it's not done by the end of this week, it's definitely done by the end of next week. I, I, I agree with that. But um, uh, it'll be interesting to see whenever this new guy comes in or girl, we could be the first uh, head coach, female Ooh. head coach. Ooh, all right. But uh, whoever, whoever comes in to see how many players d- declare for the portal after that, because that'll, that'll be telling what the, what the locker room thinks of the person. But it's the scary. Hiring. There's a lot of kids in the portal right now that still don't have homes to go to. Right. So that's the, the gamble at the portal. You know, I, you know, we say you're not allowed to be talked uh, talk to by, Another program oh, and tell you that they they're going to pick you up. Come on, they they are of course. Yeah. But man, if a team has not talked to you, do not enter the portal. No, <laughs> you this, might, up- this might also be the ticket back home, right? Like, like if you enter the portal under Elliot and you don't go anywhere and you want to come back, Elliot has. I, I I totally would have understood him being like, "Nah, dude, you you quit." Wow. Um, but a new coach might be like, "Yeah, come on back." We we got a home for you, you know. Like maybe they're more likely to do it. They might also be less likely. Who knows? But it feels like they they there might be an opportunity there for some, for people to come back. I don't know who who didn't make it anywhere. I mean, the only one I McKelly is he know about is Carol. So McKelly, did he get anywhere? Uh, I mean, whatever. I haven't heard anything about McKelly. Mister South Carolina, right? Yeah, the Gatorade. Wouldn't that be some shit if we get we get like a back. like a. Yeah, like we get a, a a new uh a new head coach who brings McKelly back. McKelly's our starter. We ball out all season. That'd be amazing. Best and then we see South Carolina in a bowl game and we beat them. And we win. That's right. And and, and South Carolina has a chance to win it in the closing seconds of the game, but their tight end drops it in the end zone. Ooh. I love it, David. I love <laughs> it. What a magical I got chills. I love it. Chills. what a magical ending. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's I would probably, start, I would probably right? masturbate to that that evening. <laughs> wow. That's All a, right, we're on the last call now. Some real, that's some real OnlyFans. That's some real, real uh, right there, Ryan. <laughs> well, I edited you heard it. it. I could have. I could have been more crass. You heard it here first. True. We're going to beat South Carolina in a bowl game. And Ryan's going to jerk off. My <laughs> brain just stopped working. Ryan's going to jerk off. All right, I'm done. That's it. Uh, at the hands of McKelly Colasurdo and tight ends will lose the game for South Carolina. That would be poetic. He's at hands. <laughs> uh, you're a very big fan of them right now, right? Sorry, I've been drinking for a while. <laughs> I was, I was all, honestly like, I almost put a disclaimer at the beginning of this being like, you know, this is the Sean Elliott episode and I've been drinking and I'm going to slip and it doesn't <laughs> matter. I thought, I thought about going straight last call with this one. I didn't oh, know yeah? how we could keep it. Uh, just, just uh, like, sorry, we're not we're PG not. rated, and we've barely done that. So, so are you guys excited about the future? I mean, I, I kind of got to this point over the weekend where I'm now a little bit excited. I mean, next year could be difficult. Let's just call it what it is. But I'm excited. We have a new head coach coming in, like new, a new energy, new life. He could actually live here and be energized about trying to he build could Jordan live here. He could live here. <laughs> Fingers crossed. He I lives know. Here. <laughs> and like build build the program, right? Like pick up where Elliot left off, which was a five hundred ish record most seasons ish. Yeah. I mean he's close to it. And then build from there and maybe build us in the you know top three team in the East. Well, contending look, look contending it. for real this time though. Everybody was saying it was time for him to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was either saying it was hot seat or next year defines it or something. But I think it's, I don't think there were that many fans of Georgia State that were all in on Coach Elliott after this past season. Like, you know, we were ready sure. for a change no matter what. Yeah, it was, I mean. it was time. You know, things had gotten stagnant. You know, he'd done as much as he could from uh, Columbia. So it, everybody was looking forward to that, but we all said we, well, we were not going to fire last him. season, right? So this, yeah, you know. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, now now that we've had the few days to process everything and get pissed off and drink. whatever, drink drink our steroids and cocaine cocktails. Uh-huh. Well, that, that'd be a good name for a cocktail for the steroids and the, cocaine. Uh, 
Yeah, I like that. All right. That could be the winner of our uh, of our our drink contest if we do it. If we ever if we ever get around to doing we it. We can instead of calling it like pan, Panther Drink or something, we can call it steroids and cocaine. Steroids and, and cocaine. S and C. Slam them back. <laughs> Oh, get those like those little plastic syringe bottles that they do for like jello shots and serve the drink nope, that way. Nope, 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 nope. No, no, no needle, Ryan. No needle. No needle. Just a squirt bottle. Just a squirt uh, bottle. No, no, thank you. No, thank Ooh. you. I'll just take a shot. Ryan has the Ryan has the weak. Is that that's why it's called a shot, Ryan? Oh fuck, man. Now I can't. Oh, geez. <laughs> he he does that's not like got, shots. What got me? That's what got me. Not Elliot talk. <laughs> no, so, I, yes, now I'm excited to see what the future holds. I, I was talking to somebody and they were asking like how I felt about it. I'm, like, I'm withholding judgment until we find out who we hire as our head coach. But I'm excited to find out who that is. And mm. as soon as whoever it is, especially if it's an FCS coach, because I don't know crap about FCS coaches and our teams. Uh, there was one of the names that being included around, and I actually thought that it was an FBS team that they that he was coaching, but it was an FCS, Florida A and M, I guess, as a uh, FCS school. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's a HBCU, isn't it? HBCU, yeah. So they don't that's- follow the same rules, um, and that would probably who is that? Who? Ooh. That's Willie the um, Clay Hendricks. No, that, that, that's from Willie, Willie Simmons. Will it Simon? Simons, Willie Simon. I got to figure out. It's Simmons. It's two M's, right? Simmons. Because oh. an HBCU coach could be really great. Honestly, um, they break all the rules. They pull, yeah, that's the thing. They pull rabbits out of their hats, man. They they're like in the culture of like high school football in a way that other play people aren't. Um, and it they pull like five stars. It, it's crazy. No, Deion Sanders pulled a five star. No, 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 no. no. HB, other HBCUs will pull like a rando five star here and there. It's weird. I should I should not talk about uh, things like this. I just said that I don't pay any attention to fcs it's, so. it's like one they'll get like one every couple of years or something but they but they still do it you know and it's like it, it is you know hbcu themselves are the selling point to it not necessarily the coach but sure. there is some there there's definitely like a cultural thing there that like would work in our favor well a lot of people think that georgia state is an hbcu i, I mean we're all we're we're on the, the cusp version, right i mean yeah we're all but I'll <laughs> about the historically part. Yeah, I mean, are are we not <laughs> historically? I mean, I think. Well, I mean, we'll, State we'll, in we'll general, all, all of us went to school there a long time ago, and we're not historically. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, so historically, black colleges and universities were established for black people to go to because right. they had nowhere else to go, basically. So, right. and Georgia State is not that. We were there for women. We're yeah. historically Cult- women. Culturally, college. though, we're on the cusp. Cultural- we're on the cusp. Okay, sure. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into any more of this. That's I, I'm, fine. I'm gonna say, I want to say something stupid, or, or, I, or, well, I'll, I'll say something stupid. Yeah, you, you do want to say something stupid, but you don't want to say anything terribly offensive. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say something terribly offensive, but I don't know which which, which direction it's gonna go. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I'm saying until it's said. <laughs> so moving back on to coaches and off of this topic, I'm excited about what, what we're gonna find out. I'm just saying, I don't know, I. I've got no idea who we're going to get. And when they get named, I'm not going to have any idea who they are. So I'm going to be hitting up Wikipedia and ESPN and everything and doing as much research as I can to find out who the hell this person is. We'll take, take a look at the three, I guess, quote front runners that ha- have been reported. Which one of them would you want? You talk about McClendon, McClendon. Hendricks and uh, Simmons Simons. Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I don't understand why. Clay Hendricks, he's the performance head coach. No, I'm kidding. The what? He's a purple guy. You you like Hendricks. purple? Hendricks Jim. Clay oh, Hendricks. I thought, is Del McGee not still? Um, the... Oh yeah, that was one of them as well. Del McGee. Okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure there was another Georgia guy in there. Yeah, because I've heard son, less about him. McGee's son is actually on the roster this year. And see, oh yeah, we talked about that because privately we were like, oh maybe this is like the like Ron Hunter. Uh, rj but well, like in reverse well you said that that was actually your words you were the person that wrote that out well we talk i know yeah i know <laughs> well maybe well if it's in reverse that means his coaches the coaches that being coming the the all-star that gets drafted in the first round of the nba so nice <laughs> i don't know i don't know uh the, the my question is because i believe that uh simmons or simons whichever whichever one his name is he's not at a&M anymore he's the running back coach at duke so why I, his wikipedia page did not say anything about getting fired from a&m 
So did he just leave there to be a position coach like Coach Elliott did? Or did something else happen? I don't know. The Clay Hendricks guy has an oppressive record at Furman. That's the only place he's head coached. But, you know, 51 and 29, uh, three and four in tournament, tournament play. It sounds good. But both those guys have good records. Uh, the McGee guy sounds good. McClendon is the guy that, that was uh, in for the, the position when Coach Elliott got it instead. But he seems like he's taken advantage of the past seven years and done well for himself and has other opportunities, not a head coaching opportunity yet. And yeah, I think he wants that. He, I think he's on record as saying that he wants to be a head coach of a university. I don't know. He's so McClendon <laughs> is the most exciting seeming to me. Um, sexy. He, he is the most sexy. Right? He, he, yeah. I mean, that'll be the biggest splash, right? The AJC will love that. Um, but he is, he does have a big question mark for, um, for head coaching. Cause I don't know that he's ever called plays or anything like that. But that doesn't matter. Offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators call plays. Like if he wants to pull somebody in to do that kind of stuff, like he can staff that up, no problem. The thing sure. that McClendon's going to do is he's got connections throughout the state. The dude's going to recruit. He's going to yeah. recruit Georgia like no other. And he already like that. That's what he's known for. He's known as a great recruiter. Um, and so I think people will come play for McClendon just because he's got a rep in Georgia. Well, you know, to, we hired a basketball him. coach because of his recruiting prowess, and we've not seen results in the court. Not we'll yet. Prove that. Yeah, not yet. We were, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> no, but yeah, but you're absolutely right, Ryan. I, you know, I think that anytime you get somebody that came from UGA, you're going to get some attention from the majority of the state they'll 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 keep an extra eye on it you know you put that his name pops up in a headline they're going to look at it so you do get some attention from you know other fans out there and you do well they'll pay more attention mm-hmm. and when he goes when he go when mcclinton actually goes into a high school goes into a recruits home you know you're going to get a lot more credit that way so well he knows yeah, all the coaches and all that stuff too and and does he bring brent mcclinton back to the program i don't know what brent mcclinton's doing with his time these days but you know that, that's cool. Well, we always know, talk about bringing bringing people back to be coaches and get experience here. And something else McClendon could do is repair all the damage that's been done under Coach Elliott's regime with these high schools because regime. we've heard stories. We've heard we've heard stories about how there's high school coaches that don't even want to talk to Georgia State, won't even encourage their, their players to go to Georgia State because of just not getting any attention like they won't show up they won't go out there they don't want to they won't recruit the school at all so they encourage your players to just ignore them completely so maybe maybe he can repair some of that um that damage has been done give some respect to him what's wrong, what's wrong with the word regime i use it wrong uh yeah well yeah, absolutely but um but that's fine <laughs> but um, i like it sounds good <laughs> the, uh, I, I will Thanks, say that, that coaches and um some of those like promoters and stuff are you know for for some of these kids are absolutely ridiculous prima donnas and they will take anything as a slight um so who knows what the truth is in, in some of that maybe they're just mad because like a large percentage of our players come from the carolinas Carolina. um <laughs> and they're just like mad about it even though he does go to their school who i mean who knows I, I don't know the details there, but I have been involved in recruiting for a time, and the <laughs> and, Sky and in coaches, it. man, they they get they get they get it twisted. We should have just uh, tricked Elliot uh, recruiting wise and just called it Buford South Carolina High School or Norcross South Carolina High School, and then we'd be like, oh, I got to recruit there. That's where that's where I got I got to get players there, South Carolina. Yeah. People are like, oh, you coach, think- don't pay attention. Just uh, we're we're going north for a while to, <laughs> to Carolina. Well, then Danny, Danny's just all over the place. Uh, if you get McClendon here, there's a bunch of UGA fans that went to GSU. I mean, interested in the program. Yeah, sure. It's not, it's not wrong. I mean, like I said, we'll get press, and then yeah, for sure, people that are Georgia fans are gonna be interested in that. The AJC will actually cover us. Maybe you can get us on the uh, Georgia schedule. Nah, probably not. Probably not. Never. That that would well. SEC is probably going to drop a not a conference game anyways in the coming years anyway. So getting on there, maybe in the next 20 or 50 years, 2050 will be on the schedule. I, I, I actually am. I don't think Georgia is averse to playing us. I think we screwed that up early on and they haven't moved on ADs and they're just like, okay, well we're, we're done trying to schedule that. They, what I heard was they did try to schedule a game with us and we refused. So 
Well, yeah. we we refused their offer. They wanted to play at the Georgia Dome. And yeah, they it was a great take, offer. They wanted to take half the gate and oh. take it. Oh no! Oh, absolutely! All yeah, day. great offer. A hundred percent. You take it because that one game outside of the of the very first game we ever had there would be the highest attendance game. Actually, no, it would, it would we would have sold out. Oh, we sold the. Would you sell the dome? Would that game have sold out the dome? Would you probably sell not, out? The, probably not sold out, but we, we, we probably would have done better deck. than our home than our original opener. Oh, I, yeah, I would yeah. bet we we would have done better than that. More than thirty. To thirty-three thousand, and, and we we may have even sold all the tickets, but it wouldn't have been full, right? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that that was a that was a total missed opportunity. We would have gotten absolutely pummeled. There's no doubt about that. Sure, whatever. But just to have that in the record books as having played them and uh, made a bunch of money, we would have made a shit ton of money off of that. I don't I don't understand why it didn't happen. We could have afforded to, to fire Bill Curry, or not? He went fire. We could have fired Trent Miles a year earlier. <laughs> we'd have money money <laughs> no nah, i think Trent miles did a good job i, I like Trent miles um but yeah that, that was that was that was a poor decision another gsuing it kind of moment for for um the program i, I did see somebody joke um speaking to Trent miles about lapano and like what's he doing because that's one of the better coaches that we had on in our program we were i mean how incredibly lucky were we to have him coaching our wide receivers? And then, you know, that would be really cool. I don't know what he's doing with his time right now, though. He's probably retired. He's He was kind of old. He coached us uh, over uh, Trash Down South, too, didn't he? I think so. Uh, that sounds right. That. Yeah, yeah like that, I think that was the game. I think uh, Miles was let go, and Lepano came in the very next week. It did the, the next, the following week or the week after that that we beat Trash Down South with, uh, with him. So I mean, I, I mean, hey, hiring him be, was a coup. I mean, that that was an amazing hire. So yeah, turns well, out if Minter you, was uh, was also a coup. Who, the, who's, but who knew at the time? I was going to say the same thing. It's like if we if we could have figured out a way to get him before he became the DC of the was it the Rams or the Chargers LA team, whatever they Chargers, are. Chargers, I think. Chargers, Chargers yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I am still on the record saying that he is our best defensive coordinator of all time. Ever. Well before he did well in Michigan, so we had a yeah. good defense with him. That was it. Was so much fun to watch too. It was like I so know. chaotic and and uh, just aggressive. We're Wait, so good. Yeah. We're aggressive. It's basically Michigan's defense. I mean, like their aggressive. Their defense was aggressive, chaotic. You never knew it was happening. Uh -huh. And uh, just go for it. Leave us wherever leave, the ball is. Go. Leave us. Leave go us the schemes. Right. Right. <laughs> so right. All down. Right. Get me that ball, Billy Bob. <laughs> That's right. Go get the ball. <laughs> it was that. It was Varsity Blues. They said that, right? I think get so. Yes. Yeah. 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 Another John. Bring up John Voight twice. Same movie. Uh, you're 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 all over the Johnny Voight. John Voight today. Johnny Voight. Ooh. Who who calls him that? Somebody does. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Angelina Jolie. I don't know, it's his daughter, right? I, is that right? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Is that his daughter? I have no clue. I didn't know that. I make a lot of, make a lot of stuff up. Should we? I mean, uh, it sounds right. vaguely familiar. That, I know he's got a daughter, but I don't know if it's her. Should we just last call the rest of the episode? <laughs> yeah, you know, we no. I think we should. Uh, we should talk about basketball. Let's listen out. Basketball. All right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there's, there, I mean, there's, what the, what's, what's there to talk about? You know, we, uh, we played a JMU team, Jimmy Madison team that we were supposed to get our asses handed to us. We got we our did. asses handed to us. <laughs> uh, then we, uh, we played an Old Dominion team that we were supposed to beat, and and we beat them. That one though, <laughs> the super, the superstition uh, was, uh, was the bad karma, the bad luck was running. Uh, I mean, I was driving up to New York where I'm at now during that game, and. I uh, missed the first couple of minutes of the game. I put it, I put it on and we're down. And then we, we miraculously, we started coming back. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm good luck. And then kids were crazy. So we, we changed it and I still follow along with the score and we fell behind and kept it close, but we won the game. I thought it was going to cost us the game. So, but. I mean, but it really did come right down to the end. It was not like the first time we played them uh, and they're not good. And neither were we. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's, there was one stretch of the game where we're up by like 11. I walked away or 12. I walked away to go to the bathroom and I came back and we we're only dealt by like two. I'm like, what the hell happened in two minutes? <laughs> How fast can we screw up? Apparently two minutes is our, 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 our peak right there. Uh, quick reset, uh, shoot a horrible three, miss it. They get the ball back, run it up, do a layup and get the ball. And we just 
rinse, repeat all over again. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. I didn't watch the game. Yeah, uh, that was uh, what was great. Is like uh, for as as poorly as we shot, um, and I, I don't have stats to back that that up or, or anything. They also shot very poorly. So <laughs> they were actually we, we were they were about ten points above us shooting wise. We just we stayed in the mid thirties. They were in the mid forties. I think if you look at like like looking at the stats, that's why I said I didn't look at the stats. But like just watching them, there was like some really sloppy shots, some really <laughs> poor shots that were that were happening. Uh, I don't know what the percentages worked out to, but man, it was it was some bad basketball. All that yeah. matters is we came back at the end to take the lead back. That's all. That's right. We won. We that's we it. just won. That's all that matters. So I said that night too, right? It was look, no one's gonna remember how we won. Just that we got that W in that column. Get the hell out of Norfolk. Hell yeah, we're done. Yeah, and we we so we have four games left at home the entire time. We're favored in three of those four games. We got Jimmy Madison one more time. That's the game we're not favored in. But mm-hmm. uh, the uh, other two are Coastal and Marshall, who we lost to both times when we traveled to those their places. But we're both we're favored to win like by, by a lot. We're favored to uh, like in the I think was it. Uh, Coastal, 87.8% chance of winning. We were supposed to beat them when we were out there. Ah, ended up losing easily. by two points in overtime. We win, We were in the, the, uh, the home games. I don't know. We are, we apparently have a good, pretty good home record. So four games at home to end the season. Hopefully we split <laughs> yeah, our, two our and home two. Record's good. Our home record is good because our coach spent his first year of his career not winning any road games. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I think we have like two, one or two losses at home this year. Maybe, maybe three. It might be crazy. I don't know. I feel like I've seen. I don't I know. Feel, I feel like we'll win at least two of the last four. I think we're a very mediocre team in a very bad. Well, conference. if we win, so we're, we're projected to go three and one to end the season out. If we do that, we will be absolutely average. That'll be nine and nine in conference, and what is it? Uh, Fifteen and fifteen out of uh, overall. So is that number three one, one makes like, us? Are we gonna? Is that a? Is that a, a two two buys? <laughs> no, no, I don't know that. Yeah, it's two. I don't. I don't know if we have an idea about where that puts us in the um the seating yet. But I'll, I will tell you this: we are what uh, one, two, three, four. We're like what eight? We're eight. I can't do math. Yeah. We're four spots ahead of Trash Down South right now, so that's fun. Who? Uh, let's just add in. Uh, did not win an out of conference game this season. <laughs> <laughs> not win a single out of conference game. <laughs> oh, we should so add that every time this season. We should just throw that in there. Them. Watch, they're going to beat us in the fucking. Oh, <laughs> I'm not editing that out. I'm not editing it out. No, <laughs> Tim, you may have been right. Tim, you may have been right. <laughs> yeah, we should have gone the last call. Uh, so I'm going to miss all the four, the last four games. I'm going to be uh, up here for four planning. Tomorrow and Saturday, and then I will be at the beach or cruise. I'll be on the water for the rest of the games. I would think I get the sports book to put on uh, an ESPN Plus game in the middle of the ocean. Yes. Yeah, I think you're good. We'll see. Well, I mean, you got to ask. A little ESPN Plus for sure. Oh, so what I did, I, I if I can, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I'm getting my wife. So this is the 80, I'm going on the 80s cruise, and so it's all 80s themed, 80s bands, 80s everything, dress up in 80s. So I'm getting. I went back and I found the the logos from Georgia State back in the '80s, and she's gonna be making me an '80s Georgia State shirt to wear for those two get two days that we have games while we're Dude, on. Dude, that's boat. that's rad. That yeah, is like that. awesome. Yeah, and, it, and it's crimson. It was the Crimson Panther. Was it? Oh, I was had. curious who, what it was in the '80s. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. I should have saved the images to put up here. I'll, I'll still be on next week uh, when we we report. So I'll uh, I'll I'll have the hopefully have the shirt to preview. Maybe I'll wear that to. Uh, the uh episode next week yeah or i'll definitely wear it to the episode afterwards unless it gets stolen right, from me. right after that was irby right that like happy panther may have been may have been yeah, todd says that's no right. so todd says it's awesome you, you're putting it there too <laughs> right yeah that's, that's awesome and uh, uh no that's and, dope is what he said that's dope well, dope is appropriate term to use in the 80s right that, that absolutely rad dope 
Or, or or in the program today with our interim head coach. <laughs> Steroids <laughs> and cocaine. Dope. <laughs> Iron Iron Mike coach. That's dope. That's right. And uh and 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 Daniel does say, can we get those? And you should definitely put those in our um in our store, store and get hey, as like some throwbacks. We should do a state of Atlanta throwback game and just see how many people we can get to wear throwback stuff. We uh I I'm starting a collection of cease and desist letters from Georgia State, so I'm on yeah. board for that. Perfect. <laughs> Do you have them framed? You're gonna put them up somewhere? I love it. Yeah. Uh, don't say too much publicly though. I mean, that's you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll put them, I'll put them behind me when I back at the good, uh, good. the studio in Atlanta. Good. That's what they like All to right. spend their time on. By the way, everybody is just uh cease and desist for us using Panther Head logos. <laughs> that's on the things. biggest the biggest fan base of the smallest fan base. Yeah, they're they're like, uh, oh oh oh, you guys care about this program and you're promoting it and you're doing all this on your own, even though we're not. Yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna cease and desist. All right, yeah, don't promote us. Don't do that. Desist. The last thing we'll stand for is people supporting this program. We do not right. want any of that. No, have you no. seen all the hard work we have not put into keeping this fans away from the property? Is worth so much. It's just <laughs> so much, really. I mean, and I can tell you how many T-shirts we're selling. I mean, I can't, but David could. Uh, <sighs> it's been not a many. Not a lot. It's been a minute. All right. Um, yeah, uh, one last thing before we do the last call. Uh, uh, sad news in Georgia State and NCAA basketball history. Uh, Coach Lefty Drizel did pass away uh, while I was driving up. Well, it came out. I don't know when he passed away. Uh, while I was driving up here, uh, I got a notification that he had passed away. Uh, I mean, if you'd seen him recently or uh, in a while, he, you know he wasn't doing too hot. But, uh, man, the guy that put Georgia State basketball on the map, he we were absolutely him. nothing. Not no, Jimmy Madison no too. I'm pretty sure. Jimmy we're Madison, a nothing, else, we're a nothing burger. That's so awesome. thanks a lot, Coach Drizel, for that, for making them good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's sad. Uh, did you guys ever uh, go to any games or uh, have any interactions with Coach? I didn't. I, I I literally don't know much about that time at all. So I just have been pretty quiet about it. I went to a handful of games when he was there. Um, I thought about going up to Boise, but uh, I didn't. I didn't make that track. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, he brought us, put us on the map, made us relevant very quickly, and uh, we kind of owe him a lot it's to where a, we are today. It's absolutely proof that coaching matters. You know, when you say that, you know, there's coaches are dime a dozen, or you know, you can insert anybody. Whatever things we've been talking about tonight about just finding somebody to come in and and take over what's going on. But uh, to have somebody that can come in. I, I talk a lot about, you know, what happens if you could pick up a, a Saban or Urban Meyer or whatever and just put them in a situation like Georgia State. And what, they, yeah. what could they legitimately do to turn around a program that struggled for so long? And Lefty is an example of somebody that kind of came in there and did just that, was able to maximize the amount of uh, potential talent out of uh, out of every player. I um I, when he was coaching at Georgia State, I wasn't outside the Braves. I wasn't really a big sports fan. Right. I only went to a couple of, of Georgia State games uh, while he was there. But uh, I was a night school student, so I didn't really know much about the, the campus or anything. I just knew where I had to get to the G building in Adderhold. And, but I went to a basketball game, and I didn't even know where I was going. And I opened the wrong door. And apparently, I was where the players were walking out of the locker room to go mm-hmm. into, the, to actually, into the court. And I saw him walking there's lefty, and he had to big huge neck brace on i'm like what the hell who's this guy and yeah was the head coach <laughs> legendary basketball hall of fame guy that i'm just like who the hell is this guy That's- i i i, I saw um, I, I saw on the tv uh that he's like the only coach that's part of like three or four different schools hall of fames and it's every place that he had coached he is in their hall of fame he took every team to the tournament yeah 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 he's a De- definitely that's amazing uh, that's, that's amazing like, i mean like to be able to be that consistent right like you have some coaches that do poorly somewhere and then they 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 you know get fired or quit or move on somewhere else and they they're all of a sudden really great and then they move on somewhere else and they're not great anymore but like everywhere, everywhere. he was head coach he was hall of famer yeah and he uh he never gave up on uh, georgia state as a, as a university as well like uh somebody was talking about a message board running into him at the, the first time we played Tennessee being up there at a football game up in Knoxville and, you know, just coming out, still supporting the program. So 
Oh yeah. So uh, Danny says they coached uh, coach when he's in Maryland. Basketball is big there in the eighties. Uh, yeah, Todd, he yeah. could have coached in this era as well. Yeah. So one of the things that he started was up at Maryland. I think was the the midnight um, practice. Mid, well, they they called it midnight something, midnight massacre, midnight something. And uh, they 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 as soon as the NCAA allowed uh, practices to begin, he would start their practice at twelve oh one a.m. that day. And, and it became a big, huge event where students would come out and cheer on the. It was an open practice and everything. Uh, maybe uh, That's maybe just Midnight State. Madness, right? Midnight Madness. Yeah, maybe? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't maybe, that. State, <laughs> maybe Georgia State should do something like that to open up the season this next year. Is have a or open up the practice next season. Is do a an honor of Coach Lefty do a Midnight Madness. Hey, look, our students love night things, so having a party at night at midnight that might be right up their alley we should get light up with sunglasses light up sunglasses <laughs> get a dj glow in the dark t-shirts have the booze yeah. flowing i mean no booze obviously but yeah yeah oh midnight mass yeah yeah matthew confirming it was midnight madness so we should do i that. sort of thought you said midnight mass and um and Ooh. whether or not you're religious or not oh, i was no. like man that that would... is great <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a horrible that's, name for it terrible what are you midnight what are you mass no it's awesome no, uh, Midnight Mass is the name of my uh, all-night uh, science party that I have. It's, um, <laughs> study weights and measures late at night. <laughs> uh, all right, I guess I had, I had a bad idea. I'm, I'm voted <laughs> off the island. It's fine. I uh, will keep you back for another week. We need, we need you for two more weeks because I'm going to be gone for one nope, of those. Nope, I'm done. I'm done. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> After this week, it's over. The whole podcast ends. Oh, no. Oh, Speaking no. of which, are we only recording on um, the wrong? Um, we're going to do live on Sunday, right? Yes, sure. we'll record on Why Sunday not? this week because I've got stuff to prepare for for the cruise. And then you guys get the ship while I'm on the ship. All right. We can uh, talk about this on Last Call. If you yeah, let's move over to Last Call. Curse some more about Coach Elliott. Let's go. I love it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to head over to Last Call. You can find it on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash it is free of charge. It comes out on Friday mornings unless you're a member of First Little. It's five bucks a month. You can join and get access to our private group chat and early access on Last Call, access to watch our live streams and uh, Last Call live streams. So thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. And say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Peace. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.